Washington football addicts, baby. Let's go. Washington football addicts. We've been working for years. Always keeping it real. It's Rod, Steve, Devin, Phil. We talking about latest deals and what goes on on the field and happenings with the team. So listen if you a fiend. What's going on, Washington Football X? It's your boy, Rod. Happy to be back, and we are in the studio for Pod 88. So you know how we kick off things around here with the Axe. I'm going to kick it to the social media pariah, Phil, to introduce the pod. So, uh, Phil, go ahead, man. Pod number 88. Uh, we get to dedicate this pod to a receiver who was a, a key part of some uh, some near playoff teams, some teams that had a lot of potential, didn't quite get over that hump. Of course, you know, we're talking about Danny Bugs. No, I'm just kidding. We're talking about Pierre Garcon. Yeah, 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 baby. Let's go. Double eight. No disrespect to Danny Bugs, but uh, yeah, the yeah. true 88 with this franchise is Pierre Garcon. Of course, the single season record holder for the franchise for a number of receptions in a season. Five years with the squad. 376 catches during that time, 21 touchdowns, including some of the most memorable catches of the past decade and a half for this franchise, at least. Hell, let's say past two decades at least uh, with some of the receptions. His one-handed grabs against uh, the Chargers in 2013, his touchdown grab to ice the the, the division Mm -hmm. against the Eagles in 2015, him catching – Bobby Griff's first touchdown pass with that beautiful leaping catch over the middle and then just taking it the rest of the way while injured. Yes. Y'all know the man. Y'all know the man. I don't need to go into it any more than that. It's Pierre Garcon, baby, number 88. Let's go. So I'm going to click the little banner. Welcome back, Pierre Garcon, the great 88. Let's go. Look at the man's name. Yeah. It's my pleasure, man. Happy to be back on. Definitely, man. Definitely. And Phil, you always bring the smoke, man, with those great intros and definitely appreciate that. So who that? We got the New Orleans Saints, week five, two and two. And Phil, you just introduced the pod and you, you spoke a little bit about some of the great plays that Pierre Garçon made. So I'm going I'm to kick it real quick to a play that you just spoke about. And Pierre, once we come back from the video, you can kind of talk about that a little bit. Right. And we're going to go forward about where, where we feel with this franchise. So here we go, fellas. Robert Griffin the third, six to six on the Redskins' first possession. He fires downfield. He's now seven for seven as Garcon breaks free. Pierre Garcon. Rumble, young man, rumble. Listen, I can still watch that play, and it feels like I'm watching it live in real time. Here, I was I was in Germany, man, when that when that went down. I was I was stationed overseas. It was it was crazy late in the evening, and I lost my mind. Like, and I still every time I see that play, it's special, man. It's it's special, and it, it's so dope to have you with us this evening. So again, man, Pierre, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. I cannot complain. Honored. Always enjoy talking Washington football with you guys, man, with some real, real football addicts. Definitely, man. And, and you know, I, I seen a comment on Twitter, and somebody said, you know, I love Pierre Garçon. Like, he still refers to us as we. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, th- 
Where, where's your where's your heart lie with the teams? I mean, you play for the Colts, the the Skins football team, and then the Niners. Where does your loyalty lie? Lies for Washington, man. You know, Washington. Yes. <laughs> Washington yes. gave me they gave me an identity, and you know, I was like honored to have that opportunity. So I was really was like, all right, this is who wants me. You know, Indianapolis wanted me at first, but you know, I was learning. Now Washington was like, hey, come come support us, come help us. And I was like, yes, like I want to, like I want to be Reggie. I want to be Marvin. I want to be the leader of my team. You know, I want to be yes. that guy. So, you know, they gave me the opportunity and, and, and the support from the fans. Like, you know, you guys still support me, you know, <laughs> like, I, I, like they still, the love is still there and, and we all love each other. So it's like, man, you know, it's definitely home. It's always feel home. No matter when I'm back in DC, when I'm even in Florida, like, hey, you remember you from Washington? I was like, yes, you know, <laughs> that's life. <laughs> definitely, definitely, man. So we we, we kind of want to get your thoughts on Jameis Winston, you know, quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. So we, you played football. We know you're a, a fan of the team, you know, but you have to look at games all across the league. What what do you think about Jameis Winston? What he's going to bring against our squad for our uh, Week Five? Man, Jameis Winston. Week five, I hope he doesn't bring his A game because, yeah. you know, you never know what you're going to get with Jameis Winston. That's the thing with Jameis Winston. That's why you can't put enough trust into him. But he has potential to be good. Like that first week, he lit it up. Yes. And, you know, he goes back to something else, uh, you know. But, you know, if Chase Young and, and those guys um, on the D on the D line get to him, we can uh, definitely get some interceptions thrown our way. Yeah, man, definitely. So, uh, Steve, you got anything to kick in, man, to Mister Eighty Eight? Yeah. So, so Pierre, well, welcome back, man. Yes, First and foremost. It. So, we were talking quarterback. We were talking Jameis. Mm-hmm. Who else do you like in New Orleans? You know, we always try to. We call this episode "Enemy Intel" when we look at the next team that we're going to play. You know, they got Alvin Kamara. You know, mm-hmm. they got they got some some folks. They got that receiver. Them. That receiver number one. I don't know his name, but I know he's been doing well. He's been catching the deep balls from James, actually. You know, yeah. Alvin Kamara is Alvin Kamara, but they have a receiver. I, I, I haven't been watching because these games are regional, and we don't get all the games down here in uh, South Florida. But, you know, they have some weapons, and you know, those big plays can hurt a team more than, you know, those nickel and dimes. Yeah, you're stuck to uh, Miami and Jacksonville, huh? Right, in Tampa. Like, you know, <laughs> in Tampa. Like, man. Yeah, right there. <laughs> you're talking about Marquez Callaway. Uh, yeah, he's been he's been going country. deep. He's been going deep. Uh, he's been yeah. holding, helping James Winston a lot. Yeah, man, and it, and they've always had a solid. The Saints always had a solid defense. Uh, yeah. They got Malcolm Jenkins um, there, and uh, the DB that's uh, that's very good. Uh, um, I don't know his name, but I think he just plays one side. But um, he's, he's he's solid. But you know, the Saints are. I think they're rebuilding instead of you know being the old Saints that we know. Right. Dev, I think you said you want to ask something of, of Pierre before we, we start recording. I know you're muted right now. He's kind of being quiet and shy. What's what's up, baby? What you got? I, I forgot what what, what what was I going to ask him. <laughs> you said you wanted to ask him something about Urban Meyer. Oh, yeah, man. Bow, bow, bow. I said, what do you think about Urban Meyer, man? <laughs> you think he lasts? You're, he since you're last, local. He will yeah. last. He will last. He's a great coach. You know, obviously, I don't think anybody expected him to be three and zero. You know, coming out of college with a rookie quarterback, but there's growing pains. You know, when 
when I came to DC with a young quarter, we were one and two, I think, uh, to start a year or one and three, one and four. So, you know, he's, he's on track to be, you know, you know, uh, going to be growing pains right now, but you know, it, it's just the league, but they have good players, um, in Jacksonville and, you know, it, it, it's at the wrong place at the wrong time, getting caught out, you know, somebody was just recording them and, you know, it's unfortunate, but it happens all the time. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. It happens all the time. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. y'all tripping. And, so and, and, if, if they were 3-0, I think the, 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 he wouldn't even be out or, you know, it wouldn't even matter as much. But Imagine you know, Jay Gruden was still the offensive coordinator. Coaches gotta have a release too. Coaches got two or three out. releases. Like Tiger had, had like 16 releases. We're all stressed out in that building, man, because right, we know what man. we want to do for the t- for the city, for the team, for the organization. We want to win. And like watching film, you can only watch so much film. You're going to study so much plays. Like after a while, like if the ball don't bounce your way, you got to have an outlet somewhere, some other kind of way. We're all human. Any one coach in Jacksonville right now will be 0-4, too. I don't care. Yeah. I they can dig this Lombardi up. Have, right. uh, Bill Belichick uh, goes down there. He's still, he's right. still be losing. Like, you can have him a D coordinator and Gibbs his offensive coordinator, man. They're going to go 0-4. Like, it's not easy. It is not easy. Yeah. They played a great game game on Thursday night. They played a great game. Like, it was close. And I think they were leading most of the game. And, you know, they end up losing. But, you know, that's what probably hurts the most. Hey, Pierre, we got a question from the chat, man. So one one of the fans, uh, T. Ho, he asked about what what do you think about the tight end we just signed, Jay Sternberger? Uh, What do you think about him? So he he came from the Packers, a second-year player, like 116 yards, a couple of receptions in the league. Um, not not discounting his talent. The NFL is extremely hard to play him. But do you know anything about him? Have you seen or anything? Not, or? I did not. Oh, man. I just I just did see. I uh, was Logan hurt his uh, hamstring. Yeah, 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 hurt his hamstring and stuff. Like that sucks. And you know that's a that's a one month injury, and you know it's it's delicate with hamstring injuries because you know you never know when you can really push it and you don't ever really think you're back at full speed coming back from that injury because you know you don't want to go backwards and forward instead of forward because you're pushing it too hard or too soon so we've we we talked about we talked about um james winston Mm -hmm. but uh let's talk about our quarterback because we're in a bit of an interesting situation all right Mm -hmm. so we've now got to see a few games of taylor heineke and I said after the Giants game that um, he had earned the right to audition for the job. And, you know, we saw kind of a pedestrian performance against the Bills. Pedestrians being generous. He had some bad throws in that game. But then he had a pretty good game against the Falcons. Um, let me get let me get your, your opinions on Heineke. And, and I know you played with two of the – more notable quarterbacks for his franchise in recent years with uh, Robert Griffin III and Kirk Cousins. And it seems like Heineke plays a very different style than either one of those guys. So I just kind of want to get an idea of what you thought of Heineke and how he compares to the last two quote-unquote franchise quarterbacks that we had. Honestly, I haven't – like, I, I didn't see the Atlanta game. I'm surprised that they won, that, you know, I was, like, thinking that they were down most of the game and then they came back, like – I didn't see it. I was away because we were still in the regional part of the, the country or whatever, whatnot. And, but he plays with a lot of heart. He plays with a lot of confidence. He throws the ball well. Like the touchdown pass that he threw to 
tie the game, I think, or to go take the lead in the Thursday night game, which was a national game that I could see. It was a like he throws the ball very well. So he has confidence in his arm. He has a strong enough arm. He he's not afraid of anything. He's not afraid to take any hits. And he stands in the pocket to, you know, make the plays for his team. That's what I see, but I haven't like really watched every game to diagnose it. You know, there's only one thing that I did see on that Thursday night game that, you know, it was more of uh uh familiarity with um 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 uh, what what corn? Terry, yeah, Terry, yeah. Terry. Yeah. I was gonna say, I don't know, say the first name or the last name, <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but it's a familiar with that which what made the interception because you know he knew who where he was going the whole time, but the DB jumped it because he saw his eyes and all this and that, and Terry was like kind of like trying to set the pick for the linebacker. It was just you know unfamiliar with each other. That was just a bit of hesitation because they haven't played enough with them. It's his second game being you know insert into the, you know, into the system or not into the system, but, you know, actually being familiar with those guys, not enough uh, reps with um, with Terry on that play. But I haven't watched that much, but I see a lot and he throws it very, very well. He throws inspired, throws a good ball for the, for the receivers and, you know, as, as a unexperienced quarterback, that's what you can ask for. Throw with confidence because, you know, we'll do the rest for you. Yeah, now as, as we, well, hold on, let me, let me piggyback off that question real quick. As a receiver yourself, you know, do you see the ball he throws? Do you, and, and you look at it and you go, man, I could I could catch hundred balls every year with that guy. I mean, do you yeah, have he's that throwing maybe? it hard. Yeah, he's throwing it hard. He's like it's definitive. Like some guys throw it where it's like a, a rainbow or it's like you know wobbly. Like it's not sure. Like he throws it like it's 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 intended for you and it's coming to you. You know. And that's I'm, I'm like going, yeah. you like going out for balls because he likes to throw that ball high because he's kind of short. He always, he seems to try to. Complain about that. Well, you can't you can't you can't expect you know you can't expect the perfect ball. You know, he, he once he gets his experience and once he gets his timing down and get everything, it'll get better. But he's on to a great start. That's, who's that's who's funny. your best ball? Who threw you? Who is your fa- who was the? In your opinion, oh, you of all the really say, who threw the best? Hey, not saying who's the best quarterback. Just who who threw the best ball that you you felt like I can catch this ball. You know what I'm talking about? Like Listen, not the best quarterback, look, best ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Peyton so, Manning, bro. And he he when 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 I was part of Peyton's later career, but Curtis Payton would throw the hardest, tight tightest spiral ball yeah. to me, and like there was no decision decisive if it was coming to you or not. You knew. That ball was a heat-seeking missile, and it was coming to you, and you had to catch it. And it, it was yeah. easier to catch a tight spiral coming straight at you. Like, there's no, yeah. you know, second-guessing it. Like, he's looking at you in the eyes. The ball's looking at you in the eyes, and you know it's coming to you. One thing yeah, I noticed, was uh, you throwing a fastball. Right? You, if you're throwing a fastball at me, I have no choice but to catch it. Or, you know, it's going to hit my hands or whatever. Yeah. But when it's like a wobbly, like, do you really mean to throw it to me? Because we're waiting on the ball to come, and the longer it takes – the defenders closing on us. One thing I noticed you said uh, earlier about you was breaking down some of the plays you saw and you noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it hard for you to to like enjoy football? Because I hear musicians say a lot since they know how to break down music and how to how samples work and how loops work that it's hard to listen to music. Is it hard for you to to see, especially nah. bad footballs? And like, ah, nah, it's 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 not. Hard because you want the guys to do well because you know how hard it is to get there. You know how hard it is to make plays, and when it works out well, you're like, yeah, that's how it's supposed to look. When it works out bad, you're like, damn, they got to practice that a little bit more, or you know, they they're not on the same page because football is not hard. It's just like if 
everybody's on the same page together, we can make it all look good. Hey, Pierre. So, question for you, man. Do, do you have any desire to get back into the game? Like, maybe like a coach, a, a commentator, anything like that? A player. Well, I, I, or player. <laughs> yeah. not, not, a, not a player. You, know. you play uh, linebacker. <laughs> I, I did talk about going to play safety because, you know, those guys, they, defenders, <laughs> the defenders, they play a lot longer than offensive players. You know, they can run around and just hit. You know, they don't have to, like, let me run plays. They can just literally, it's a free fall. But I would love to, to, talk more football because I, I enjoy the game. I enjoy watching the game and enjoy helping with the game. I enjoy, you know, developing the talent because it's if you're taught the right way, you can understand football. If you're just like, hey, just be a 4-2 guy and just run super, super fast, you know, it, it, it can only last so long. And the homie Tijo says, hey, he, he misses you, man. He wants you to be one of our, <laughs> linebacker, or, our linebacker or wide receiver coach. So you're talking about hitting. <laughs> <laughs> man, coaching coaching is totally different in the league. It's 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 very time consuming. A lot of film watching, a lot of uh, uh, communication. Not according work. to Urban Meyer, it's not. It's, you got a lot of free time, you know. <laughs> but they had a Thursday night game, so they were off. You know, the team was off. You know, we we we, we need a break uh, away from the from the office. From the building, man, he, pulled, hey, he pulled an old school tactic too. He was like, like when you go into when you're leaving the club with your friends and you see that one girl, you try to holler it all day, and you be like, Come on, let's go to the car. Like, I'll I catch up with y'all. That's what he did with his team. He's like, I'm getting on a plane to go back to Jacksonville. Like, I'll catch up with y'all. Come <laughs> here. This is actually a good, a good question from T Ho. He's he asked, What year did you retire? And, and I I don't recall any official retirement from you, so not yet. Did not yet. Y'all not it gonna make not this guy come yet. back, man. No, it's hey, it's a it's a valid question. I'm googling it as Tio's asking. I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen an official, you know, declaration of hey, I'm retired from the game. So I had what, a date. I had a date. Um, something came up on that date, and then I'll pick another date. But I haven't um, officially died. But yeah, I, 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 does, does that mean you're coming back? <laughs> So is, there's no chance of you coming back, though. One one percent, one percent, one percent. Okay, so, so you're keeping that retirement declaration in the back pocket just in case you get a phone gonna call. Like, Ron, he's gonna be like Bobby Three Six. Make that call, Ron. Ron, make that call. <laughs> I, I can still run. I can still geese and blades. There you go. See, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. He's got. He's I, got I, I believe. I believe. Be Seventy. Perfectly honest with you. I do believe that Pierre could go out here and after a couple of weeks be in like, you know, four, four speed shape. Unlike Dev, who once told us that he can run four, five, he could do four, six if he trained for a month. I could do it, for man. A month. For look, a month. look, don't let the, don't let the man boobs fool you. You know, and I was like, <laughs> I was all American in college. A track, I ran a four, three, two. So I, I was fast. Yes, yes. I was a yeah. fast dude. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Yeah, that was before, man. The man before the man moves. Before the man moves. I can still get away from the cops if I had to. <laughs> That's about the only person you need to run from now. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, right. Hey, so I, I think Shy Guns is a Packers fan, but he, he's asking what team is out there is the most surprising team that's the most fun to watch. So, Pierre, I'll, I'll kick most, it to you. The most Who do you fun like to watch right now, honestly, is Arizona. I knew Kyle Murray was going to be good. But now they're weapons around him with AJ Green and um, DeAndre Hopkins. But you know, I I'm happy he's doing well with his arm and his legs, and you know he's there to four and no too, especially in a tough division where you Man, know, look like he's like, 25 right. again out there. 
Yeah, and his, his his MVP uh voting is, is is going up, or at least MVP predictions for for Kyler Murray. So hey, definitely give it to him. He's, hey, he's, it he's, is, it's fun to see what Cliff Kingsbury is doing out there, though, man. He, like you said, he he had a vision, and it was crazy because what was it Rosen who who they drafted, and then immediately the next year they get Murray and, and NFL circles, at least fans, maybe the NFL circles not as much, but fans are like they're crazy. What are they doing? Like that's a waste of a pick, and yeah, they're they're looking very good, looking uh yeah, like they saw right the future down, for right. sure. What what a future do you see Heineke having? Whether it be here or anywhere else, do you see him as a as a as he can probably get a chance to earn that long term, or you see him as just a, a backup? That's a great question. You know what plays a big factor in that is the season that he has coming up. Like, well, obviously the season that he's in right now, and yeah. how much hype this college quarterback that's coming out of college? Because if you're obviously in the first five picks. They're going to want you to pick a quarterback. But if he takes, you know, to the middle of the round, like if you're there, if the uh, Washington team is picking like 20th or 30th, 20th or, you know, between 15th and 20th, then they might not pick a quarterback. But he obviously has to perform to that, you know, where we're not picking first, second, or third, fourth, fifth, you know? Yeah. And, and dude, NFL Network, they have us listed as a contender at two and two. And just looking at the predictions, they say, hey, Washington makes the playoffs in 51% of a simulation. So it's not necessarily 75%, 80%, but they're saying that we're a legitimate contender with Taylor Heineke, I guess. So no, he's, I guess he's, 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 he's helping. It's just, you know, it's a long season. Like, he's, he's, this like, is his audition. This is audition for a contract. This is audition for everything. Like, you I know, what like, he why does not? is going to be taken. I'm like, why not? You know, I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, Tom Brady or nothing like that. But I'm like, why not? Everybody's like, well, he's just like Fitz. Well, Fitz failed for you to say he's just like Fitz. This guy hasn't really failed yet. Give him a chance to crash and burn like this, this before you say this, that. This is his chance. Like, we're literally right. in the moment of his chance right now. And depending on what Mom's he does, with it, which, is, yeah, which, which is, like, honestly, it's not fair to him because, you know, he wasn't prepared for it. But, you know, everybody in the NFL is, like, waiting for that moment to be to be the starter. Now you have it, like, the time is not going to wait for you to get prepared for it. Like, you should already be ready for it. That's where the next man up situation has always been a mindset. Like, hey, it takes one play for you to be the next man up. Yeah, and, and it's crazy, bro. So, like, I was, I was like, 13 years old, man. And I, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before in a, a pod that you were on with us. But, like, I saw Kurt Warner playing for the Iowa Barnstormers in arena football. Like, he came to Connecticut. And I legit remember telling my dad, like, this guy could be in the NFL. Like, he's his release is so quick. But he flew under the radar for a couple of years. And as just as a homer, as a, a fan of the team that just wants them to finally strike gold, I'm super hopeful and praying. And like, hey, did we get this dude who was studying mathematics last year off the street, comes in, plays a wild card game against, you know, the eventual Super Bowl champs, does really well, probably played the Bucks the best out of any team that played them in the, in the playoffs last year. And then he comes in for uh, you know injured Ryan Fitzpatrick after week one halftime, and we're two and two, two and two after four weeks. And I'll take that, man. Like it's it's not perfect. It's not where I'd want to be. I'd much rather be four and zero or three and one or something like that. But seeing someone potentially emerge, it's a feel good story. 
Um, he has everyone diving for the pylons. If you saw J.D. McKissick's highlight to, to end the game, diving for the pylon. Gibson had a dive at the pylon. So I, I like Heineke's aggressiveness. It it reminds me somewhat of, of Griffin in 2012. Um, but and not to talk bad about Griffin or anything, I think that Pat Taylor plays with less reckless abandonment of his body. He's a little bit smarter with sliding and protecting himself. So I, I hope we got someone good, man. It's just it's it's been far too long. We keep searching for the guy. Um, you know, like you said, if he gets us in that in that draft pick of 2020 20 to, to 25. To me, I think that means okay, like we we found someone that could get us to the playoffs. Let's kind of potentially build around this dude. And it doesn't mean you don't have to draft a quarterback, but you you got something to grow with, you know, moving forward. So. Hey man, I know you said I'm, you saw I'm Kurt, but I saw Jay Gruden in college. He was a dog. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> you, man. I'm a little, I'm a dog Louisville fan too. I, I, I watched Jay Gruden in college too with the Tampa Bay Storm. Uh, he was playing oh, the indoor yeah, league. The storm, I remember yeah. Jay Gruden. Hey, I, Jay's the greatest <laughs> Louisville quarterback ever, next to like Teddy Bridgewater and Lamar. It's Jay. Go look it up on YouTube, man. That dude's the goat. That's down funny. here, man. He's like a legend. But he was, he was a legend with secretaries too. You know, ask a free bids. <laughs> There we go. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, hey, Pierre. There's funny niggas so, I know, Capri. You do? You went to another guy. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? J.D. McKissick, all those guys, uh, you know, those are running backs that are receiver-type running backs, and you got to get used more because J.D., he's definitely a, a, uh, an advantage for the Washington football team because he can play receiver. He can play. He can put guys in mismatch, so they got to use him more. And I'm happy to see Absolutely. him Absolutely. As well as DeAndre Carter. I, I know DeAndre very well. I'm happy to see him finally take one to the house because that guy works very, very hard. He was on the team with me in San Francisco. So I, I'm happy he's yeah. getting the opportunity to, to show, show show what he can really do. I think I think that um, uh, J.D. McKissick is what we always wanted Chris Thompson to be. But, he, you know, he was always battling injuries. And we love Chris. He had one great year. He was just phenomenal. But he was always oh, – yeah. it was always oh, just yeah. one something, little, little something. But – we talked about the Robert Griffin catch up front. Robert Griffin yeah. touched up first touchdown pass that you took to the house for 88 yards. At the end of the play, I, I have two questions. You were, you were shaking your hand and you were saying, come on, what, what, what happened? Did, did you injure your hand or your foot on that play? I can't remember. Your foot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. I thought so. And then, uh, so my personal favorite, favorite catch of yours is not that one. It's if you remember the code red game, it was the play, the touchdown, you ran a the hardest slant I've ever seen, and it was to me. It's one of the most vicious catches. And then the, the I, I thought you got folded over, and you popped right up, you know. And I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it right here, so we just we can rehash this. All right, hold on. To the bottom of your picture. Just a half a minute remaining. Looking that way, the pass. It's caught. Touchdown to Garcon. That play right there to me is one is my personal see. favorite catch. Oh, you couldn't see it? I didn't oh. see it. I didn't see it. Oh, you oh. Didn't see it. I didn't I see it. Show it again. Show it again. again. Show it again. To the bottom of your picture. Just a half a minute remaining. Looking that way. The pass. It's caught. Touchdown to Garcon. You see it that time? I see it. Now. I see it. <laughs> yeah. He saw it. That was the code red game. We were, we were, we thought the season was over, and that won the game. I think it was what twenty-two to twenty at that point. That was the first time I, in my 
personal watching. That was the first time I thought I saw Kirk Cousins ever throw the ball with anticipation because he threw that ball before you even broke. You caught the ball, Listen, you extended. We, yeah. And, yeah, and, we, and then we went over that place. pulled up at the end and you bounced right we back up. And I was, place, uh, yeah. We, we went over that place so many times. It was not a discussion of who the balls went to. We knew what coverage the, the Eagles was going to play. That The DB knew what coverage we were going to play. That's why he left Chris Thompson to come to me because we saw the mismatch. We saw the disadvantage. We, they were on a cover zero, all out blitz, five yard out, catch it, bang, bang play. And it was like, I already knew the play before the play was going to happen, just catch the ball and, and, you know, you're in the end zone. Like, it's a five yard. We're five yards away. You got to get in the end zone. Chris Thompson's supposed to keep the guy from, you know, coming back to me to hit me in the neck. But, you know, we, I knew I was going to get hit. They, they, we actually did a great job of that the week of the game to prepare for that. It wasn't, wow. We didn't know it was gonna come in that moment. We didn't know it was gonna come at the last second, last moment. But yeah. we knew that play was gonna come once we lined up in that formation on offense. That's fascinating. And, that, and that, we enjoyed that night. We enjoyed oh. that night. <laughs> oh man, we enjoyed that night. <laughs> Urban Morris style? No, <laughs> better. Even better. <laughs> even better because you can get towed on. That's why it's better. Right. Because it was Philadelphia, it was a divisional game, and they were right there. And, like, you know, it was one of those games where we were like, yes. And D-Jack was there. Uh, you know, everybody was there because, you know, it was like a divisional game. It was, like was a rival. Yeah. So it was like, hey, we, we couldn't wait to beat these guys. And we beat them on the last play at home. So we're going to celebrate this. Even yeah, though, you know. Y'all go out to somewhere like D.C.? Or y'all go like the Ashburn? Uh, yeah. so like, where would y'all go? We stayed in, in general. I got a few ideas where you could have caught him that night. I got oh, a few yeah. I could tell you too. Ooh. Off camera. That's what he went. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the key. That's the key. Right. He was, he was in that VIP section where you got to put your phone in the basket and before you even walk in. Yeah. It was a great hey, night, but I enjoyed that catch. So, question for you, man. What what type of music do you listen to? Are, are you a hip hop guy, a country guy, pop? <laughs> um, Lil Baby, Drake. Um, uh, well, back in the day, Jeezy, Future, Rick Ross, uh, Tupac for sure. Tupac is always uh -huh. on the playlist. Uh, but you know, trying to keep up with the modern day stuff, you know. But it's hard right I told now. My right now, day, I didn't like Jeezy. He got so mad. I, I I think the Jesus is a dope artist. The OG, the OG, I like Jesus a dope OG. artist. I just don't like his voice. Old man Jeezy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, the reason the reason I asked you that question, this is the first time in a while that we've seen like a mainly a, a, a hip hop, you know, lineup. So we got Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Mary J, and Kendrick Lamar um, for the Super it's Bowl halftime entertainment. LA, man, man. you know how, how? Yeah. How how do you feel about that? Like as players, like. I'm gonna call it, it is what it is. Like I look at the league, and the league is predominantly African American. You know, you know, players of you know black players, and I assume that they listen to hip hop and rap and R and B and stuff like that. But halftime has always been, man, whatever. Shut up. My mama's white. I say what I want. But <laughs> typically, the halftime show is is music that they may or may not listen to. So. When you see that lineup, and you know Jay is, I know Jay Z's working with the league, and, and you know in the front office, you know the league office, and trying to get some diversity with with talent. How do you feel about this? And it's just a halftime show, but how do you feel about that as a fan now of the game, seeing something different at halftime? 
I think it's cool. Um, they're definitely doing it because it's LA. Uh, definitely, like you said, it's it's rap and hip hop, um, like they did in Miami, where they had J Lo and the Spanish culture, you know, taking over. Um, I think it's one of those things where they're trying to, you know, expand the game to different people, but I guess cater to the community that they're into as well because they need the support. But it's awesome for opportunities like Dr. Trace the Dog and. Um, um, Kendrick Lamar, especially Kendrick Lamar, you know, you know, uh, last year the weekend did a very good job and you know it exploded. So those guys getting the opportunities to 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 perform at the halftime will be a career changer for all of them. And I think everybody in the league knows Dre. They might not listen to him now, but it's obviously respected. Snoop Dogg, he he's a legend forever. Until somebody pulls out a nipple, then it's all over. Well, they, they have never heard about it with that. It might be one of the dancers. <laughs> Janet Jackson, far away from that. AT and Janet. That's right. So, what has been your favorite halftime entertainment? Just like a, as a player, well, yeah, I guess, you as know. As a player, we don't get to see the halftime. We just know it's a lot longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the weekend did a good job because I'm a fan of the weekend. He. Like I'd go to a weekend concert anytime I went to when he was in DC and went when he was in California. So that was a good one because his music is, you know, who well, had the best? well rounded. But it's hard. I can't remember who had the best. You know, yeah, Rolling Rolling see, Rolling see, Stone see. did a did a top twenty five. I'm gonna tell you our top thirty two of of all the Super Bowls since they started Black counting Black Super Bowl after shows. The Black Eyed Peas were the worst one on their list. <laughs> and then after that, it was like Anything between like 1970 something and 19, you know, 80, they have like the new kids on here. They got, you know, Patty LaBelle. They Beyonce got a bunch did a of people. Great job. She was in top top 10, I think. Yeah, she did. Michael and Jackson she made New Orleans. It was in New Orleans. Did Michael Jackson have one? I, that was probably yeah. Michael Jackson. Did have one. First big one. Like, he <laughs> was, here, don't make us seem like old men on the pod. You don't remember Michael Jackson, dog? What? <laughs> West City was that Super Bowl in? That was in uh, mm-hmm. L.A. That was in. I think it was Bowl. L.A. as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was in L.A. Yeah, you know, L.A. didn't have a team for a while when I was uh, <laughs> coming up. Hey, uh, to me, man, like second, second to MJ. I thought Bruno Mars killed it a couple years ago, man. Good. I loved his halftime performance. I still so, say Prince had the best one. Prince, Michael he Jackson is the number one. Ra- Rolling Stones was in Minnesota. Rolling Stones number one. Was in that was Minnesota. my second Prince favorite. Prince was good. Yeah, yeah, I do remember Prince, Minnesota. I think Beyonce. I do. Yeah, and then Beyonce. I do remember Beyonce in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed those. Yeah, I want Kanye West to get one. <laughs> Kanye? No, that would be nuts. He has a good he show, though. His. He has he a good his. show. He, he has a his. good show, man. They won't ever have a, a Super Bowl in Chicago because it's so cold. So that might not be right. in the cards. Dome. If they have one out in Calabasas, he'll do it. <laughs> LA is not as close as they get to Calabasas. Yeah. He might come out. He might come out. Tiho, definitely. He he Tiho's in his feelings, man, with, with nostalgia this evening, man. He but he he loves that that trio from 2016. Yourself, D Jack, and Jay Crowder. Oh, you know, James he, is still doing well. He's he just scored yeah, New York. Uh, this past weekend. He is man. He's doing the damn thing. And they're going to London. They're going to London soon. So hopefully they do they continue to continue to uh, ball out. He, so you know what he hey Tho gave y'all uh, uh, your own nickname so he called y'all the three headed Hydra so I like that we we all know the fun bunch you three know dogs huh but I'll take it man I'll take it mm-hmm. <laughs> oh we had a good team we had a very very good team and then we had Jay Reed uh, he was doing very good he he helped us out a lot too man uh, uh, we had a good team we didn't we didn't we didn't make enough plays for the quarterbacks 
We didn't have enough power on defense, though, to, to balance it out, I think, at that point. You got offense was doing yeah. pretty well. Well, you defense know, they say was, the best defense is, is a great offense, is, right? True. Very true. <laughs> yes, sir. We had Damn, Fletcher. We had, London, we had London Fletcher, you know. Yeah. We had London QB, Fletcher. the captain. <laughs> Who was your worst teammate? Who'd you like, man, I wish this dude was never on the team? He was terrible. Worst team. Put the man on the spot with that one. Yo, man. You try and but you stay away from the worst teammates. <laughs> You, you can't say Jay Gruden either because I'm a Louisville fan. No. <laughs> no, well, teammates, say you stay away from the worst teammates. Um, the one that uh, give you the hardest time. Let me see. It's mostly defenders because you know you normally go through the, to the, against them in practice. Yeah. But I wouldn't say like off the field. I wouldn't say they were the worst because you know off the field, you know, everybody's different from on the field. Uh, but we would hate to practice against D Hall. We never knew what uh, mood he'd be in. We never knew because you know you want to get some work in, but sometimes you know he might want to practice, he might not want to practice, and you're like, bro, are you going hard today? Because I'm not trying to embarrass you, but I'm not trying to make it look like I'm lacking days. Because if he's if he's not going hard, the coach is like, all right, D Hall, you know you're tired, you're vet, you know like. But if the the guy that's going against him not giving D Hall a good look, the guy that's not giving him a good look gets in trouble. And D Hall's like, ain't that chill today, you know, like like slow down, cause you know, like you know, we're like, oh, we're this, so you gonna show up on Sunday, so you D Hall, like you know, so it's like, bro, I'm not trying to go hard, but the coaches open me like, hey, you got to show effort and energy throughout, throughout practice. I'm like, all right, bro, like, cause he, you know, the young guys don't know what to do, cause he'll get mad at the all young right. guys, and the young guys are like, bro, I'm not trying to piss off D Hall. Like, My coach used to tell me if you don't go hard, you gonna you gonna pull something or tear something, and then what happened? <laughs> what happened against Hopkins? <laughs> practice. Uh, Man, I played offensive line for a team that ran the ball 99 percent of the time. You had to go hard. Coaches would find somebody else to put it in there. On the offensive line, it's, it's easier. Offensive defense line, you like, hey, I'm going to just hit you. But, you know, at receiver and, like, at DB, like, you're going hard is, like, how fast you run. You yeah. know, how much effort you put into blocking. And, you know, you're like, bro, the play's not even next to me. Why are you blocking me so hard? And, and that's what he'll tell you. He'll be like, bro, I'm like, you know what? I just got to show that I'm in position. <laughs> that, you know, my yeah. coach don't get mad at me. I'm not trying to make you look bad. Yeah. Everybody ain't got, got guaranteed. <laughs> Everybody got guaranteed contracts, bro. They're like, bro, like, hey, man, just, 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 you know, just because <laughs> he can, he can do, the, he can not go as hard, but I gotta show it up going hard. What do you think about Kyrie? What's going on with Kyrie? I, I well, heard they're saying stuff, now but... he, you know, the state law says he can't be in the stadium or even practice because he's not uh, vaccinated. Hey, man, yeah, you know, there's like three states, I guess, that won't let you even go into the stadium. So now the Nets have a guy. They can't even play games in, you know, New York, New Jersey area at all. Hey, man. So, so, I can't tell nobody get the vaccine. I can't tell the state what to do. Listen, hey, no, I'm, I'm just wondering, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, man, if you're the Nets, <laughs> what do you do, man? Like, ah. Well, they already told, they already told Kyrie, we're not, he, because Kyrie was like, why don't we just move practices out of the state? We'll move the practice somewhere else. Steve Nash said, we're not doing that. We're not going to move practice to accommodate you. That's a whole Hey, hey Pierre, real, real, real quick. Um, did you ever – so we had a, two two big releases this week. The Cowboys released Jalen Smith, two Pro Bowlers, right, and then right. uh, Stephon right, Gilmore. Right. Did you ever play against Stephon Gilmore as a wide receiver? Did you ever – against the Patriots? I don't think uh, – 
I'm sure he was out there, uh, but I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly. Yeah. But we trained just a bunch together. Of he was an XPE. He was the mm-hmm. XBE sports uh, where we trained in the off season. It was a great guy. I think we played, but I can't really confirm or okay. remember because those guys still on one side of the ball. But I'm sure he was out there. Uh, it's sure hard when you're running past people doing catching touchdowns anyway. Man. <laughs> I, I would, I would we, didn't, we, didn't always, we didn't always play the Patriots, so it wasn't like you – know, I know. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't every year we played them. But he so wasn't there let, when I played against them uh, against the Colts. Let, let's talk about – some speed aid compression socks, right? <laughs> yes, I, yes. I got a story to share with you. You know, so I, I ride. You got to tell me your rider. feedback. You guys got to tell me your feedback. Yep, I'm gonna yeah. tell you right now. I'm All a motorcycle right, rider. Thank, thank All you right. so much for sending us the 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 the, the socks. We shared that Amazon code far and wide. I thank you for that discount. I have code. to run another one. I have to run another. Yeah, one, let's, go. let's go. Let's uh, go. So I I I ride my motorcycle a very long ways. I rode, you know, this year I did uh, DC to Atlanta, DC Savannah. I'm about to go to DC to uh, South Carolina. That's a beautiful here, but ride. It is. It is. And I'm telling you, I wore these socks, and there's something when you ride a motorcycle, you get very fatigued in your leg because you're sitting down. You get these pressure points on your on your on your ass, and you just can't get comfortable. I now wear these. I'm wearing these white socks now. I have a white and a, and a navy blue <laughs> pair, the high top ones. Uh, and I wear them every time I ride, especially long distance, because I, I, my legs just feel um, – I don't feel fatigued. Like I don't know if it's because it restricts the blood flow and it's keeping everything where it needs to be in place. But I'm telling you, as a motorcycle rider, and I put it on Instagram and tagged you guys, like these things are I legit. I'm trying it. to I tell every it. other MC rider that I know of, like you got to get a pair of these because – it's on point. I'm they going help. to South Carolina this weekend. Yes, they do help tremendously, tremendously. And, and so, you know what's crazy? You know it's crazy on that first RG3 touchdown pass. That's yeah. where I hurt my foot at, and I was like, man, like I need to do whatever it takes to get on the field. And we have to fly all the time. And the trainer's like, hey, you got to wear compression socks so the swelling goes down, and so the blood flow for healing. It was all of that, and that's how I really got into it. it was like, I oh, I, I got to do what the trainer's saying because I need to play. And I'm happy yeah. it's working out for you, man. Uh, uh, the quality is good, and that's what we, you know, stand on. And we're just trying to, you know, push it out more and more and more to to grow. Because I'm working with podiatrists, especially in the DC area. I need to team up with some podiatrists who to um, get it in their office so they can provide for their um, patients. I think I got one. I got. I got. I'll go to the doctors in Washington. You know. <laughs> you gonna talk about Mr. Vermillion? Don't do it! Don't do it! Leave him alone! Leave him alone! I, I, I heard, I heard the story, but I don't know exactly what happened because you know you're not in the building, you don't know everything. Right. So yeah, I, I, was, I was gonna say, I see, I do a lot of lifting until I hurt my back with poor form. But uh, you know, I was, I, I did the same thing as with Steve. You know, like you know, I, I hate leg days. I'm a dude who like. You know, everything's really tight, so, like, it, it, I get cramped up and, and pulls often, right, especially my calves. My calves are tighter than hell. And I started wearing the compression socks every leg day. <laughs> I've awesome. never had that issue with, like, cramping or muscle pulling, things like that. Like, you know, and, and you know, I'm not NFL strength <laughs> levels here, but, I mean, I can squat – 380 390 and uh you know and and you know I'm, I'm doing a lot of you know calf raises and and and, and deadlifts and things like that and you know it, it's amazing how there's there's no feeling of that that same feeling of you know you know that feeling when you're about to cramp up and you feel like there's like the, there's, there's there's that bolt that's about to jab right into your calf 
None of that. None of that. That's awesome, so, man. That makes me happy. Fantastic, bro. I appreciate Everybody it. watching, you got to get some out. I appreciate it. And, that, and I literally, when the trainers were like, hey, you got to wear these on the plate, I was like, these are comfortable. And I started wearing them in games. I was like, I love the support. I got to wear these in games because it's so comfortable to wear. And I was like, hey, I got to. I got, do y'all have more of these? That's what I was like, because I need these. So I'm happy you guys are enjoying them, man. I'm trying, I'm trying to the, keep it growing. I wore them on an assembly line for 10 hours. There you go. Boom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got great, a podiatrist. Man. I have a friend, who's, a good friend who's a podiatrist in Savannah. I, I need a. We'll get with you after this. And then Put me in contact with him, man. We, yep, we absolutely. Yeah, we definitely do more conversation, man, because I'm learning. It's definitely a new venture for me. It's just like oh, I'm learning everything as I go. And, you know, it's fun while I, while I grow it. Yeah, man. So my, my testimony, I'm, I'm still an active duty soldier, man. And, you know, whenever That's I wear it. my boots, yeah, it's just the cotton socks that we have. So um, whenever we go like on our we have called warfighter exercises. And my job now is I. I serve as like an observer, coach, and trainer. So I talk to folks about what they should be doing. Here's some of the regulations they should look at. But at the end of the day, I'm standing up. It's like a 12-hour shift. We're just walking around. And the cotton socks, I would I would swell up. My legs would swell. Since I do wear no bullshit, y'all, I legitimately wear the speed and compression socks. They're against our regs right now. They, they got logos <laughs> and stuff on them. So if, if somebody was like, hey, remove your boot, I'm going to get in trouble. But whatever. Honestly. But, um, Yo, it helps me. Honestly, man. I, I appreciate it. Honestly, I just yeah. got uh, approved by the government to, you know, do contracts with the government. So we was working on that for a long time. So we got that. We got that. Yeah. Yeah. I was been no, trying to dude, get all yes. these. I mean, trying to get all these patents and stuff. And then you said you were in Germany. Uh, I went on a USO tour and I went to Afghanistan a long time ago. Well, like 2013, <laughs> I went to Afghanistan. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> but it was like legit. I was legit in Afghanistan on USO tour, which was so cool. But it was the guys from like the West Coast instead of the guys from the East Coast, and it was like the yeah. Marines and stuff like that. But it, it was cool, and I was like, oh man, I'm in Afghanistan. <laughs> and like there was there was some there was some Washington football fans at the time, uh, but it was very very cool. So you know, we we appreciate you, man. And, and I I see what you guys went through out there, and I was like, man, this is this is different. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I appreciate your product, man. And hey, we got a question from Chris Blow in the comments, man. But he, he wants to know about your training with Anquan Bolden. So, how, yeah, how has yeah. that been throughout the years? I know you guys are both off the league, but do you still train together or, or just keep in shape? Tra um, Anquan is still training. I don't know why he's still training, but he's still training. He like his son <laughs> plays basketball and football and different sports, but he loves training. He trains a lot of guys when they come down for the offseason. XP Sports, where you know Stephen Gilmore and all those other guys come train at in offseason. But he still is in shape. He's still working out. He enjoys it, man. Um, he's gonna go into the Hall of Fame soon. So you know, I, I don't work out as much. I work on my golf game now because you know I'm trying to be competitive in that. Yeah, <laughs> but, that's right. But Anquan, Anquan is definitely uh, one of the guys I looked up to when he was playing. He he made me enjoy watching football. He played quarterback, receiver, and he was a beast. That he's from Palm Beach County, and you know, just watching a guy like that, you know, it was always a, a blessing to see a good person do well. So, I, hey, Peter, so you, you're working on golf now. I think the first time we ever spoke to you, you were you were leaving like a bowling tournament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so 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 you're very busy. You're athletically gifted. Obviously, you bowl, you you play football, you golf. So, what's your golf handicap? Are you are you are you a good honestly, golfer? Honestly, right now, I'm, my handicap has went down. I was in the 18s. Now I'm down. I would say I'm down to like 13. But you know, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not where I want to be at. But I'm seeing progress. 
I'm learning the game because that's the, the thing about, you know, playing the games where you're learning, like, okay, this makes sense to do it this way. This makes sense, you know, like, you know, it's like football. I can teach you football and little nuances that get you a lot further than, you know, you know, not knowing I'm in blind. And I, I was coming in blind now, watching and learning and listening to golf more. And I'm like, all right, you know, this makes sense. I'm going to try it and keep working at it. And that was the easy part, working at it, working at it, working at it until I get it right. I yeah, bet my, you your swing's better than Charles. I golf handicap matches my age. It's about the 39. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I suck at it, man. It's, it's, it's tough. It is tough. You got to slow a lot of things yeah. down before you get going. Yeah. Finesse. It's a finesse game. Definitely, man. But it's period. Yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure having you, man. Obviously, we plugged the speed aid, and we want to give you a chance. If you're doing anything that we're not tracking, if you want to plug or give a shout-out to, man, here's – Here's your opportunity, brother. Uh, I'm working on a few more things. I'll definitely be in the D.C. area soon. Uh, I definitely do want to team up with a lot of podiatrists um, in D.C. because, you know, we have a product that we want to get out to the people. You know, I enjoy helping people, and it helped me. So that was the most important thing. Uh, I love it. I appreciate you guys. Uh, I definitely keep you informed on more that I'm working on, but I'm working on more stuff to help people, and that, that's always my goal. Definitely, man. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, Pierre Garçon, episode 88, Washington Football Addicts. It's always a pleasure, man. Yeah, Pierre. Y'all hey, be good, st man. Stick around for 10 seconds after this, Pierre, real quick. Yeah, after, after the drop, no stick around. Right. No problem. Go run, go speed, go feel, go jail. Washington Football Addicts, baby.